Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show this morning. I'm Julie Nelson. Good morning. I'm Chris McGruder. Well, we are so happy that you're choosing today to spend this next half hour with us. We are very excited about our guest. It's Her name is Valerie Staples, and I imagine that sounds like a familiar name, and it should be. She is the wife of Tim Staples, who we all know and here on Catholic Answers live here on Iowa Catholic Radio every day. So she's joining us today to talk about one of our favorite saints, St. Catherine of Siena. This woman is a powerhouse, and she's very appropriate to hear about her story for our times with all the um, scandal going on in the church. She lived during a very scandalous time in the church. And did she make a difference. And she made a huge difference in a short life. She, I think she died in her early 30s. So, so I'm hoping that Valerie has some stuff to tell us about how we can make that same kind of difference, Julie. Thanks. Yes, yes. I think women have a place here in the, in the in reforming the church. We do. Our woman's heart. Yes. Absolutely. So we should, let's start with our prayer here to the Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, and if you have any comments, we've got our text line That's open. Right. That's 515-223-1150. Oh, wait, Tony's... He's... Oh, okay. I thought he was telling us no text line. We do oh, have a text line. Okay. It's it's live. It's <laughs> okay, live. So we've got we got a text line. And then also we have another ladies' luncheon coming up, Mosaic Luncheon coming up November 8th at St. Teresa's Catholic Church here in Des Moines. Sarah Hansen from Blessman Ministries, the featured speaker. So you could it's live registration on our website, iowacatholicradio.com. Click on events and register. It is a free complimentary lunch, but we do need a plan for numbers. So please go and register for that. We we will be there this Join time. We'll be back. We're, we're we'll back. Be back. I love that. We're back. <laughs> That's right. So we're excited about that. And you know what? Thank you to all who contributed to our Carathon last week. It was a fun week. We are still working on reaching our goals. So if you have not been able to make a donation and felt called to do it, you're sure welcome to do that at iowacatholicradio.com. You know, but we reached our goal from last last time's goal, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> did we? I don't know. what You were here the, the end of the day on that Friday. What, yes. what, what did I believe? Well, I... No, you know what? Now, listeners, don't quote me. I know we got over 100,000. And goal, I think that was our goal last time. But this time, I think our goal was 120. Uh, yes, that's right. But we, our goal was 100 last time, but we went to 112. Oh, okay. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Final goal, we should find that out yeah, before well, we talk about Yeah, well, let's help us make we? this goal so we can continue to keep Catholic programming on the air. Yep. We're here for you. We're, Local programming, you know, It's up because of you we're here. So thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And being that it is October in the month of the rosary, we uh, have been pulling inspirational stories of the rosary from um, writer Daniel Rosario. 
And oh, she's so- she's been telling we've been giving you guys a rosary story each month. Uh-huh. So we're going to do that this morning again. In or book, excuse me, each week. And the book is 101 Inspiring Stories of the Rosary by Sister Patricia Proctor. Mm-hmm. Is where we've got our information. So let's hear your story, Chris. Okay, so my story is about a rose the the title is The Rosary Priest and it's about a lady actually from Dubuque, Iowa. I love this. Yes, her name was Katie Selly. I hope I'm saying mm-hmm. that right. Um she had a sister who had multiple myeloma and as she was dying it was a long painful process. And, you know, she, her sister kind of knew the physical cure was not probably in the picture, but they prayed for a spiritual cure at least. And so one of her friends called a rectory when it was kind of nearing the end, and um, they asked for a priest to come out and talk to her sister. And the priest arrived, hung out with her for a few hours. They spent some time talking. They said the rosary together. And as they prayed, the rosary chain links turned from silver to gold. Oh. So that was a big powerful thing for her and she was very excited about that unusual occurrence um but she finally got that peace you know that she was really wanting and um she felt kind of that spiritual healing so anyway her family then that prompted them and you know kind of motivated them to start praying the rosary and they began saying the rosary together um every day at three o'clock in particular with her sister and it really brought their family together so that was another little healing that happened they got reacquainted with the rosary and their blessed mother and then after her sister died the family really wanted to thank that priest so they of course went to the rectory and they went to thank him and no surprise nobody at the rectory even knew who this priest was you know so they after that they're like who who sent this angel um, they've never been able to find that special angel, and they still kind of wonder where he came from. Of course, oh, it was from heaven. Yes. You know? But, you know, when we need a priest, God always promises. Oh, isn't that, that beautiful? His promises are fulfilled, definitely. It's so beautiful. But, yeah, the rosary priest. So yeah. never knew where he came from, but certainly a heavenly man, if yeah, not a heavenly, heavenly helper. Angel. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that was so cool. Well, my rosary story is kind of sparked by a story I did read in this book, and this woman had talked about the smelling of roses, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of a miracle phenomenon. And I personally have felt have smelled roses several times in my life. And the first time was on a Christ Renews His Parish weekend, and we were all sitting at the table, and this lady was talking about Fatima and um all of a sudden, somebody at one end of the table goes, I smell roses. And then all the way down the table, everybody kept saying, it kind of was a domino, I smell roses, I smell roses. It was as if the Blessed Mother was walking through our, oh, you know, past wow. our table. And there were no roses in the room. I mean, we checked it out. There right. weren't any roses in the room. That was my first experience. Of course, the, you know, I got God bumps for that one. And then another time, I had, was at church, and it was Mother's Day. And it was towards the end of the Mass, and Father was giving the blessing over the mothers, and I smelled roses. And I'm like, oh, someone's got a corsage with roses on, right? And I looked around, and there were not any rosaries. And then people thought I was crazy because I'd look in this way, that way, and everywhere but at the altar. Mm-hmm. But I did not see any roses. And it, I'll tell you, it is a smell of roses that's not like smelling the flower itself. It's a sweeter, lighter aroma ever it's it's a little bit different and i and the third time i smelled roses was at a marion conference we had sat in for the the speaker and we were all leaving out the doors and it's like the doors open and there was a swoosh a smell of roses coming out wow. it was beautiful 
It was wow. beautiful. You know, and I've gotten signs of roses, but never the scent of roses. Yeah, it's really I'm not going to get the scent probably right now either yeah, yeah, you're I'm not still smell. dealing with that cold, darn yeah. it. Oh, well, you know, there can be miracles <laughs> with that too. That would be a miracle if you smelled roses with the cold. And you know that was truly from <laughs> that God. That's true. Okay, Lord. Okay, here okay, we go. Okay, Lord, that, we're asking. I'm asking. Blessed Mother Mary. <laughs> Make Blessed your Mother presence Mary known. Blessed Mother Mary and I are becoming better friends. So I, maybe, maybe she will yeah. do that for me someday. Well, and, and maybe some of you listeners have had that same experience. If you have, text us at 515 and let us know while we're here on the air. We'd love to hear about your experiences as well. 515 Did I cut it off? You cut it off. All right. Well, <laughs> my brain's going too fast this morning. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, we need to say thank you to Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. She's here to make insurance simple for you and can help you prepare for the future and protect what matters most to you. She's cindyschulte.com or 515-226-2111. All right. We're, we're happy to welcome in our speaker today, our guest, Valerie Staples. Um, Valerie Staples happens to be a proud member of the elite Catholic Speakers Organization of CatholicSpeakers.com. And as you listen to her today, if you're interested in contacting her or booking her for an event, you can go to CatholicSpeakers.com and search Valerie Staples or call 513-214-1534. But Valerie is a self-described cradle Catholic and a native Southern California girl. She was very close to God in her childhood, but like a lot of us, she began to take her faith for granted through high school and early college, and she was challenged then by a friend who was a self-proclaimed fundamentalist and Bible scholar. And it was through this um, that she began to get more serious about her Catholic faith and began to, her father introduced her to apologetics, and then she began to fall all over in love again with her Catholic faith. Mm. She, her name is Familiar Twelva. She is married to Tim Staples of Catholic Answers, and they have seven kids whom she homeschools. And Valerie joins us today to talk about one of her favorite saints and many of our enduring saints, St. Catherine of Siena. Welcome, Valerie. Good morning, Valerie. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Okay, oh, Valerie, what are all the seven kids doing while you, are they staying quiet? Are they still in bed? Are you allowing them to sleep in today? Is, is Tim watching I, them? <laughs> Tim, Tim, is, Tim is watching them, so pray that he doesn't lose his mind. <laughs> I thought uh, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't homeschool all of them. I have one in school. The oldest is special needs. He has Asperger's syndrome, which is high-functioning autism. So he, he goes to school, and then I, I school the three oldest that are at home. Um, out of the six, and that's Luke, Rose, and Catherine, who's named after my favorite saint, after the Blessed Mother. So oh, I got, oh, got wow. you know, our, little, our little Catherine of Siena, who's she's seven. You know? Okay. We have, um, yeah. So I have kind of a little bit of a kindred spirit with you because our daughter is named after. Mary, um, our daughter's Mary Catherine after Catherine of Siena. So, oh, very good. Yeah. And the Blessed yeah, I love Virgin Mary. And the Blessed Virgin the- Mary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was yeah, a- perfect. 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 Well, how did you get to know Catherine of Siena? Tell our, tell our listeners how you got to know about her and why you drew sure. close to her. Well, I, I, I heard her name answered about as a child because I went to Catholic school for first, first through fourth grade in uh, Paris. Uh, you know, years ago, that was when we lived in, in uh, the Inland Empire, is what they call it in uh, California. There's a place called Lake Paris and the Paris Valley, and that's where we went to school. And so I heard that name answered about, but I didn't know anything about her until 2000. And my husband, Tim, and his older brother, Terry, who he brought into the church years ago, who's now a priest, Father Terry Staples, uh, led what was called the Staples Family Pilgrimage. And we went to, to, to Rome and to Siena and to... Um, Turin and Milano, and it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, some of you who might be listening might have been on that pilgrimage, and you know it was life-changing for so many of us. And Catherine of Siena, we, we discovered when we went to Siena, 
and we went to the, the Cathedral of St. Dominic, and we learned so much about her. The, the tour guide told us just a, just a synopsis that she was one of 25 children. So she was a, there, were, there were twins. It was Giovanna and Catherine. And that was my first feeling of kinship with her, is that she's a twin. I'm a twin. Oh, um, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fraternal twin myself, and um, my twin sister and I are very close, but we look identical. And I can't imagine life without my twin, but she had to live life without her twin because her, her, her sister died in, in uh, infancy. And actually, that was very common. People had a lot of kids because they knew they were going to lose some of them. And, you know, you wanted that family name to, to continue on. And I think it was 13 of her siblings passed on. So uh, it's, that's just, it was, I can't imagine that, right? But, I can't, yeah. Um, she was she was born not not long after the Black Plague had swept through Europe, and a good portion of the people of Europe, including her town of Siena, um, had passed on, and there, and it had changed kind of the dynamics of what was happening in Italy, and for that matter, all over Europe. Um, some of the prestige of the papacy uh, had had diminished. Um, there was a lot of changes, a lot of uh, geopolitical changes, a lot of changes in the church, and of course. The church was in a tumultuous place itself because, of the, again, p- the Pope was not where he should be. Instead of being in Rome, he was in Avignon, France. And so we could talk more about that later. But um, Catherine was just, a, she, her, her whole life was all about surrendering to God and his will in her life. And more than anything, it was about unifying the church. And that's what we need today. That's why I think everyone needs to know her life story. They need to be familiar with who she is, what she did, and especially as women can relate to um, aspects of her life that, uh, that we ourselves are, are, are experiencing, you know, so we could talk more about that. Uh, but, you know, just to give you a little synopsis, she was six years old when she saw she had her first really uh, profound mystical experience. She was um, coming home uh, with her brother Stefano from her older sister's house. Um, she had many older siblings, but she was visiting a married older sister. And they were coming home through the uh, piazza, and she was struck by lights and colors in the sky above the Cathedral of St. Dominic, and it blew her mind because she was seeing Jesus, and uh, he was pontifically vested, sitting on a throne, and he was surrounded by, I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was St. Peter, St. Paul, and St. John, and he reached up his right hand, and he gave her a, uh, a blessing, like a, like a bishop mm. would give you a blessing. Oh my and, goodness. So was, when you say pontifical, he, was, he had the miter on, and uh, I mean... He looked like the, the Pope? Was, he looked like the Pope. He okay. looked like the Pope. And that, wow. to me, is telling. It was, that was, to me, the way that he appeared to her was telling, because later on in her life, she yeah. would, in fact, encounter Christ's vicar. You know? So to me, that's like a sign. That's oh, a, this yes. Is, isn't wow. that cool? The so, prophecy um, for her kind of almost. Right. It, it was. It was. And, and instead of, so that, that changed her life, the whole trajectory of her life her, at six years old. Oh, my gosh. And to me, that, that in and of itself is pretty profound. You know, and, and when um, you look at your seven-year-old, you know, can you imagine that happening to her? Yeah. I no, mean, how no, they, and how they would even receive that, or you know, even be able to work through that, <laughs> I, right? How do you compute that, right? right. She was she was made to compute that, you know. Well, but, so, but I mean, she probably didn't, have, you know, she didn't probably have all the filters we have as adults too. So maybe there's there's that purity of a heart of a six year old, to, yeah, right, to just accept right. it, right? Yeah, and we have this cult of childhood though here in in, in the United States and and just today, and it's 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 kind of sad because we keep our children, <clears throat> sorry, you know, progress for a long time. They're just immature. And um, they're not able to handle things like they used to back then. But obviously, even then, I don't know how many, how many children can handle what right. she just saw. But she was changed. Um, her nickname was Yofrosina by the people of the town because she was just this giddy little joyful girl that oh. would, you know, traipse around town with her little golden curls, you know, bouncing on her shoulders. And everyone knew her as the youngest of the, of the Benincasa family. And, but she was changed after that, that apparition, very much like the three shepherd children. 
they became, you know, she became much more serious, and she knew that she was called to be Christ alone. Mm. And so she, oh. she already she committed herself at seven, just a year later, wow. to um, to be a virgin for Christ. So. Wow. Wow. I don't you even know, know if she, I knew that word at I seven. You I know, don't just, think I understood what that meant. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so she was kind of, um, kind of, God kind of reached down and touched her at a really early age and kind of set her path for her. Right, right. And I think we should pray for that for, for our children so that they're not lost in the muck because there's just so that's much great. darkness, you know, that we, that we pray that God inspires them and sends them um, little messages, uh, you know, of hope and of and of light, so that they know what they're called to, and as, as soon as possible. And as know. parents, encourage that and receive it ourselves, because sometimes I think we doubt too yeah, much. We do, oh and we God. need to encourage that and believe that, and trust that. Now, Catherine Amen. of Siena absolutely loved the Holy Eucharist as well. Oh yeah, and and for a time she lived off of the Eucharist. Um, she had some some mortifications that I wouldn't recommend for, for busy wives and mothers. You know, we need our energy. But she would she would sometimes live off of the Eucharist alone. And at times she would still take some other foods, like she would have olive oil and herbs and whatever. But, but and of course, when she was with other people, she would eat. But um, she just had such um, a dedication to our Lord. And she was, like I said, she was kind of married in her heart and her mind at seven years old to him. And so that was her primary purpose mm-hmm. in life was to go out and receive Jesus. And and of course, she spent those three years though as a teen, and you you know this already if you read her life story from I think it was sixteen to nineteen years old, praying. Just spent three years praying. The, three years is a right, then it's a number of yeah. perfection. Mm. She felt that God calling her to that, and her family let her. But as a child, initially they didn't want her to do this to to kind of make herself a hermit. And her mom wanted her to go out and get married. <laughs> I love I love Mona Lapa Benincasa because she reminds me of my mom. You know, she just wanted me to get out, <laughs> to move out and work and do something for God and do something in the world. Um, she, you know, that's just the way Mona Lapa was. And um, she didn't understand her daughter at all. And that's another thing we have to do is pray to understand our children. I, I mm-hmm. my, my biggest challenge is with my oldest son, Timmy, because of his Asperger syndrome. I, I've prayed many times, Lord, help me to figure this kid out help me to raise him well i don't know what i'm doing with this one well, <laughs> you know and, when you have and what do you, you want know. us what do you want our children to be so, so that we promote that for the lord right yeah. exactly exactly you know and, and it's, it's hard with with special needs kids though because mm. they're different yeah. it's a different um i can't even explain it I and mean, with the other kids with your neuro what we call neurotypical children or you might say normal children you can understand them you can relate to them you can you can say okay i used to think just like that or oh i used to lie like that when i was a little girl oh i used to want to steal i remember that you know you, you can relate to all these these uh intricacies of life of these other these other natural these neuro, neurotypical children but the special needs child is someone you can never really relate to if you not if you yourself have never had special problems special needs you know so I remember praying to God, you know, help me to understand Timmy, because I just don't get him. And then I felt our Lord say, go to my mother. She didn't always understand me. Oh. So that, that was, I, I heard him say that to my heart. The Blessed Mother didn't always understand him. That makes perfect sense, right? Because <laughs> he's son of God, right? He's yeah. divine. So, of course, she probably saw things in his childhood and said, what was that all about? You know? um, and so I, I felt like that was totally from God. Um, and I think that Mona Lapa, I can relate to her in that regard. Is I, don't, I don't understand this child, you know. And so she, she wanted to, to have her child go out and be married. And um, when she was 12 years old, I think, or 11, she chopped her hair off. Catherine chopped her own hair off as a way of saying, no, I belong to God. And um, she was forced by her mother after that to... To, um, into really a life of servitude in our own house. And, and I think here's another way that we as women can relate, I think, or can um, 
take a tip from Catherine of Siena. If you're a very busy household with lots of crazy kids, right, and you want to pray, but you can't, use your imagination, and you can pray anyway. So she was forced into servitude. She was washing the laundry for all these people. She was washing the dishes for all these people. She was cleaning the floors and all this stuff. And what she did um, so that she could still have kind of a, a cell, a prayer cell in her heart, is she would just imagine that her mother was the Blessed Mother, her father was St. Joseph, and all of those siblings of hers were the apostles. And so she served them with that much greater of a heart and greater that much greater passion without complaint, right? Yeah. Um, so I tried to apply that sometimes <laughs> imperfectly yeah. in my own household, right? Try to create a, a, a space of prayer in your mind and your heart despite all the chaos in your house, and then you'll have more peace in your heart. Um, and, and that's especially been helpful when Tim travels. My husband travels. Oh, I can only imagine right. with your kids and when he travels. Right. And I'm sure he travels a lot. He does. He just yeah. got back from Sydney. He was there for oh 13 my gosh. days and I was going crazy. <laughs> well, if you just joined us, we're talking with Valerie Stables and we're talking about St. Catherine and Siena. So Valerie, one of the things I think St. Catherine Siena is most commonly known for is how she advised the Pope. But yes. I do know that she didn't advise, she just didn't do it like we think, maybe go up to him and say, hey, you, you need to move back to Rome. But she did did it in a way that was of her virtue and her status. Yes. So t- talk a little bit about how how she did that and, and how she worked with reforming the church at that time. Right. So as we know, the church was was in chaos at the time because Pope Gregory the uh, the ninth was in um, was in Avignon, France, and, and, the, and then the papacy had fled there for I think I mean initially for good reasons. There was just pol- just political unrest. But it, they shouldn't have stayed there because, again, this is the seeds of the church were planted in Rome, right? Saint Saint Peter was crucified upside down there. Saint Paul was was beheaded there. This is where Christ established his church, and you probably know the story of Quo Vadis, right? Jesus mm-hmm. was going to to Rome, and Peter didn't want to go, and, and Peter says, "Where are you going?" He says, "I'm going back to Rome to be crucified." Right? So we know that this is where the church is supposed to be centered. This is the, the home of 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 the church, and. It was it was a pain for for the people of Rome, and they needed the Pope to be back to to uh, correct all or help correct all these these divisions and these. Um, it was just war going on in Italy in Rome, and so she'd written letter after letter to Pope Gregory, and then uh, he'd heard from his bishops. This is a this is a saintly woman. You need to talk to her. You know you don't you don't want to ignore this person, and so he finally did call her before him, and because of her, I think her holiness. And the wisdom that was infused in her through the gift of the Holy Spirit and through Christ Himself, she was able to move him in just one conversation. In oh my one gosh. conversation, she stood before him, and she basically said, "One of the things she said is, you must keep your vow." And he obviously, obviously, he as a, um, the, the vicar of Christ was supposed to be in Rome, and he knew that, but he also made a personal vow to God that he would, in fact, go back to Rome, that he would bring the papacy back to where it should be. And nobody knew about that. That was a secret vow that he had. And so he knew, he knew, oh my goodness, this is God speaking to me through this little woman. And he said to, when she left the room, uh, Father Raymond Koppel was still there. It was all the, just the men, <laughs> right? And he said to them, this, this little woman puts us all to shame. And this little woman puts us all to shame. Wow. So, well, you know, that's why um, she's the, she was a lay and the only lay doctor of the church, female doctor, that is. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And she was guided by the Holy Spirit, and she and it's, it was really prayer. And she prayed constantly. Her whole day, her whole life was a prayer, you know. And, and ours can be too. It's 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 difficult in this loud, loud, crazy world that we live in to make our day a prayer. But every every moment can be if you offer it up for that, you know. And 
um, and just, you know, God guide me. Send your Holy Spirit to speak words of wisdom and life uh, through me to anyone and everyone that I encounter today. That's what I try to pray every day. And and, and we can do that. We, he, we think we can't, but we can, right? Um, so I think that that's a, a good lesson for all of us, that if we want to uh, bring unity in the Church and, and um, peace in, in our households, that there are three things that we have to do, and that's pray, right, fast, and better learn our faith. You know, we're not going to necessarily have Jesus appear to us and teach us the doxology, right? Now, like she had, like Catherine Fiona had Jesus appear to her and teach her these things. He taught her how to read. That's not necessarily going to happen. But for the rest of us, we could learn our faith by by getting those resources that are available through ministries like Catholic Answers and Augustine Institute. The, the, the resources that we need to better learn and love our faith are available to us. They're there. We just got to take advantage of them. And then again, with our prayers and fasting, God will guide us to say what we need to say. To move I, mountains. I think the information piece is important because I don't think we always think about that learning our faith and learning our faith inspires us and it seeks us to, to understanding and revelation and it all works together. It does. It does. And, and that's, I think that's why she was, was able to, to move these brilliant men around her who were formally educated when she was not, right? right. She was able to do that to, because she herself was infused with that wisdom to, to, to guide them. So um, we need to do the same for our children and our grandchildren uh, to learn our faith and pass it on. Um, and that will, again, that will bring unity to the Church. And, and that, another thing, like I said, when she approached Gregory, it wasn't, she didn't do it in a judgmental way. What, we, what we're seeing right now, I mean, we might, we don't know, we've had some, some issues with popes in the past that weren't perfect, and none of our, actually, none of our popes were perfect. Peter wasn't perfect. We can't be so judgmental and harsh and say, you know, you know, you're, you're horrible, you need to resign now because of this happened and this happened and this happened. All of our popes have had problems. All of our popes have done bad things. And we, what we need to do is pray for them, fast for them. And for those moms who think they can't fast because they have little children, they need the energy to run after them, you can still choose something to offer up, right? You can still choose to offer up something that you really like to, to snack on or whatever or something you like to watch. You can just give up that show for the day or give up that... That, yeah. that cup of coffee and offer it up for, for our Pope. Right now he needs the prayers. He really does. And I, our church needs prayers. I agree. And I think that's so important to remember. Well, Valerie, yeah. we are out of time. It hap- this always goes by so quickly. We want to thank you again for being on our show. Again, listeners, this is Valerie Staples, and she's been visiting with us about St. Catherine of Siena. Thank mm-hmm. you, Valerie. Oh, you're welcome. I loved it. I had some fun. Thanks so much. God have, bless you. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless you. And again, if you ever wanted to bring her in as a speaker, you can go to catholicspeakers.com and um, book her. That's, That's right. Yep. That's right. Well, we want to thank you, our listeners who text in today. We have got a couple of stories about um, receiving roses after praying novenas, and I think that's very beautiful. And you talked yeah, a little that, bit about that. You've had that happen to you, yeah, Chris. Yeah, there was, there was, there's one of our friends who says that she actually, um, after talking to a to Julie, actually, to you. And she said, yes, you, Julie, about this time. Um, she was praying a novena, and it must have been to St. Therese of Lisieux, because when she was almost finished with her novena, a friend brought dinner over when she was ill and said that she had roses for her that she had forgotten at home, but that she did have roses for her. And, and she said, Julie, that you confirmed, based on some spiritual director <laughs> that you me. spoke to. That's right. <laughs> um, but some spiritual director that you, Julie, spoke to said that, that those roses count. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so there, I, there's a, a rose story for us, right? Right. I, I laugh because I'm such a cynic. I'm a fact. I check facts all the time. So it's like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, that's oh, good. Really, well. that, but you know, we need to do that. Yeah. We need to do that. We do. So. All right. Well, we're grateful for the support of Fred Haas Law Offices. Mr. Haas is dedicated to providing experienced, personal, and highly responsive legal res- 
services to people who have suffered an injury. He handles, uh, Fred, Mr. Haas handles a wide range of personal injury matters. He's located in Des Moines, but Fred Haas and his staff are pleased to assist clients throughout all of Iowa. 515-256-6301, fredhaas.com, Fred double D, Haas double A. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, in this tumultuous time in our culture, in our Catholic Church, and in just as we look around during this time of voting, we ask, Lord God, that you help us to be like Catherine of Siena. Help us to be that voice of reason and that voice of love, Lord God. But it starts with prayer. Help us always, Lord God, to remember to come to you first so that then we can bring you to the rest of the world. We ask this in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, this is Catholic Women Now, broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up studio. Thanks for joining us and for your prayers, and consider supporting our mission by making a donation online. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is next. Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio.